it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 174. Today, I am super excited to have not one, but two guests joining me. This is Katie Zaccardi and Bree Noble. You may have heard of their names because they were both speakers at the Expand Online Summit held last month. These two ladies are pros, and I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves. First up is Katie. Hello, everyone. My name is Katie Zaccardi. I am a music career coach for musicians, music teachers, and music coaches, and I help them grow their businesses and their bank accounts. So that's the short version of it. I do a lot of work around social media, audience building, and growing your offer suite, which includes launching offers, which we'll talk about today. Cool. Yes. And Brie. Okay. I am Brie Noble. I'm the founder of Profitable Musician. I started my career, well, as a musician, I started my career as a musician, and then uh, I built a platform called Women of Substance to help female artists get more airplay on online radio and then podcast. And then I moved into helping female musicians to build their businesses and become true entrepreneurs uh, with my profit, with my first, my female entrepreneur musician podcast, and now my profitable musician podcast and brand. And I am all about helping artists find new streams of income and finding their 1000 true fans so they can really find the their tribe to support them as a musician. I love it. I love it. Um, if you guys had been hanging out with us last month on the Expand Online Podcast Summit, rather, you will have heard from both Katie and Bree. And I am just delighted to be able to bring their expertise here on the podcast and leave it permanently on the feed so that everybody has access to it. Today, we're going to talk about once you are ready to launch, what that looks like, what, why we launch, why we open those virtual doors, open the physical doors, what that's all about, and everything that kind of we want to be making sure we take care of in order to have a successful launch. So um, I guess we can start with you, Brie. Why do you think and what have you seen that has made launching successful and why, you know, why people actually are using this terminology um, in the online space? Well, I think that there's a lot going on online nowadays, right? There's, there's a lot of, even for musicians, there's like so many independent musicians promoting themselves all the time. You have to figure out a way to stand out. And it's the same thing when you're launching a program, a course, a membership site, you know, a one-on-one coaching program. You have to be able to find a way to get attention without being annoying, right? We don't want to be like in your face all the time. Join my program, join my program. So we need to kind of create a, a runway toward an ultimate goal of opening your program. And then we have, you know, easy ways to be able to talk about it and, and um, just kind of feather it into what we do normally on social media without 
just kind of hammering our audience. So when you have a launch, you have the ability to create this runway and have a whole plan and a timeline of what you're going to talk about when and leading them along this journey with you. Uh, it also allows you to really attract the right people. So when you get to the launch, they're like raising their hand, like, oh, I was, I've been waiting for you to open this. Finally, it's open because they've been along the journey with you and they've been seeing themselves in all of your content. And then it's just like a really easy yes when you finally actually get to opening your program. Oh my God. Totally. Totally. I love the idea of that runway. And I think that that is really a lot of what, you know, makes a launch successful. So Katie, can you describe what this runway really is and why we want to have that and not just suddenly throw the doors open to our program? Yeah. So the biggest mistake that people make is what we call ghost launching. Basically, it's like you show up, you announce that your thing is available, and then you just disappear into the ether. And we we want to avoid that. And obviously, one way to avoid that is by having the launch period. But another way is to really prepare yourself and your audience for the launch when it's coming. Because so, you'll see so often that people get frustrated. You know, I put myself out there or I, or I launched my course and nobody bought it and nobody's even answering me. And I feel like I feel so uncomfortable promoting and my audience doesn't like it. And we don't want that. We don't want it to be salesy. And so that's why the pre-launch period is so important because in this period, you'll be providing value to your audience for really, we recommend about a month even longer if you can. And if it's not your first time launching, you can usually get away with something like one to two weeks. But for your first time, a month is a really solid chunk of time to be warming up your audience. So you're going to be providing value, doing educational content, you know, working through any beliefs that they might have about the industry or the particular thing that you talk about that might hold them back from buying or is holding them back in general from getting success. Um, and results. And so that sort of like solution awareness, problem awareness content will help them to not only see you as someone that they know, like, and trust, and also see you as someone that they can learn from, but they'll be able to uh, hear you breadcrumbing your program throughout that. So like for the past month, Brie and I have been going on podcasts and talking about launching and talking about our program that's coming and talking about the free challenge that's leading into the program. So people are becoming aware of what is coming next. And so when they hear about the free challenge announcement, it's not going to be the first time. When they hear about the the group program we're launching, it's not going to be the first time. In fact, they've already started thinking about it. They already knew it was on their radar. Now they can start to really get that solidified information and just make the choice as if they want to join or not. But it's not like, hmm, maybe I should start thinking about launching now. Like they've already started thinking about that because we've been talking about it in our pre-launch runway. Oh, I love that. Yes, absolutely. So let's, you know, talk about a little bit more about what not to do in that pre-launch phase, because obviously the pre-launch phase is as important as the launch phase. And there are so, so often people find a way to skirt around the most important things and do the wrong things in that pre-launch phase. So let's talk a little bit more about what goes into that stuff. I'm going to let Katie talk about that because she loves to talk about the mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you're doing wrong. <laughs> um, it actually is such a great question though, because I think that uh, I saw this happen a lot when I ran this free challenge that we're running last time um, solo. So I did it 
I ran the course that we're running out to launch in back in January. We launched it back in January. And during that launch, I saw a lot of people who would sort of take what I taught in the free challenge and then they would just like go out and imp- implement immediately and skip the pre-launch period and just start launching right away. Or they would like have the pre-launch, but during the pre-launch, they would have cart open and they'd be like sort of warming people up and sort of promoting it. And you want to make sure that you're keeping things separate. Now, a mistake and a reason people do this is because they want to rush it. You know, they feel like either they're feeling scarcity of money or scarcity of time. Often those two will go together, but Mm -hmm. they feel like I just need to get it out there as soon as possible so that I can make the money as soon as possible. But that's really not how it works. Like that warm up time is crucial to having better results in getting people to actually sign up for your offer. So shortening that time isn't going to help you get more money in your pocket uh, because you really need that time to warm up your audience. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to rush it. You do not want to uh, also be like hard selling during that period. So again, just to reiterate, you should be breadcrumbing. You should be letting people know that it's uh, your offer is coming. What I like to do as like an easy breadcrumb is if I'm talking about a topic and I'm teaching on a topic, I'll say, and this is something we go into in more depth inside of Out to Launch or inside of Out to Launch, we actually help you uh, you know, really go through this and create this or whatever it is, right? So you, you're you talking about your offer and you're letting people know that it's available, but you're not also warming them up while you're saying, and you can go apply now or you can go get it now. So mm-hmm. it's keeping these two things separate. That way you're not having to sell all the time because that's another problem that people run into is like, I feel like I'm promoting all the time. I'm selling all the time. I don't want that. My audience doesn't want that. Well, we don't want that for you as the coach or teacher either. You should have some time where you're able to just focus on providing value with essentially no strings attached, knowing that that's going to allow your audience to trust you more leading up to the period where you will be hard launching. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bree, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I I think what happens is the reason that they want to try to sell while it's happening is because they have this fear that like, if someone's ready to buy, if I don't have it open right now, like they're not going to do it, Mm. you know? And so I get a lot of people saying to me like, well, shouldn't I just always have it open? Shouldn't I always have it on my website? And I just don't, you want to create like that feeling of urgency for people to join it when it's open. And you can't do that if it's always open, obviously. Now there's mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. there's other ways you can do that down the line with evergreen and stuff, but we're talking about just a traditional organic kind of launch. And you you want them to like feel excited about it, like get this build up toward this thing and get them to be like, oh my gosh, I totally I want to do this. And when you can't actually have it now, you know how that is, right? With kids. They can't <laughs> have it now. And they're like, oh, you can have ice cream on Saturday. And then they're just like, every day two days till I can have ice cream (laughs) so I think that's one of the powerful things of a launch is that it's not always open and when it's open if you're like ready and you're excited about it because you've been following that content and it's clearly been calling you out as the perfect person for it you are going to jump in Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. And you made me think of my daughter who was asking me if she could make cupcakes. I'm like, not right now. Not right now. Not right now. And finally, it's like, okay, yeah, you have time to do that and you're going to be able to do it by yourself. And it was just like, it was so freeing for her. But it was kind of like that pre-launch phase of 
is mom going to let me? Am I able to? And then yeah. finally, I opened the door and gave her permission. It's the same kind of thing with, with, you know, with a launch. You know, somebody gets so excited about the prospect of going through your program and signing up and getting their kid involved in piano lessons or whatever it is, that when you say, okay, now you can enroll, they are the first one to pick, to click that button and to give you their credit card. If yeah. you just are saying, yeah, you can sign up for lessons. They start on September 1st and you always have that open. Someone's nobody's going to rush to it. They're going to wait until August 31st and say, Oh my God, I hope it's not full. And I, you know, all of that stuff. So we, you know, we have this, this really powerful tool for us called launching and, and pre-launch and all of that. So once we do a pre-launch, once we do like that runway and we're ready to get into that sales process, how does our messaging change or how do you think that it should change in order to help people understand that they are no longer learning for free, but that they are now at a point where they get to make the decision? Yeah, well, we, we teach a kind of a, there's like a, a pivotal point or you're building up to this, what we call a pre-launch event or a launch vehicle, which is something that you do do for free, like a webinar or a challenge, which we're doing for our launch. Um, you know, you can do a video series, an audio series, something like that. Uh, even a summit, right? That could mm -hmm. work in that way. And you are basically inviting everyone to come to this thing where they get to experience you. They get to experience your teaching. They get to understand you know, your, the whole methodology behind what you're doing and whether it's for them or not. And so it's, I always think of it as like going to Costco and like sampling things, right? You, you don't want to buy this ginormous bag of chicken fingers or whatever it is if you haven't tried it. Right. And so that's why I think this um, pre-launch vehicle uh, or launch, you know, event kind of thing really, really works it's just like when you're releasing music and you have a release party, you know, mm -hmm. people get all excited about it. And then you're going to sell like a way more of your album at your release party because you've gotten everyone into it. They're yeah. on board, you know, they want to support all that stuff. And it's the same thing with this. It just really does call out the right people. So the, the way the messaging changed, which was your question is really you, you switch from either just, before this, you're talking about this launch vehicle, you are really just doing content around it. Like Katie said, you know, talking about uh, things in your industry that you think, you know, need to change or calling out certain, you know, beliefs that people have and things like that. But then you're switching to, okay, now we're going to um, invite you to this event. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before that you could even have like a free lead magnet if you wanted like a resource that would, would help the right people that would be perfect for your program. You can put that in there if you want or not. Um, but the event I think is really the culmination of everything. And so you just kind of switch your messaging more around like this is coming up, you know, we, we'd love for you to join us. This is what we're going to be doing. You know, this is the kind of access you're going to have to us during this event and that kind of thing and getting people excited about it. 
Yeah, I think that's so good. And what I love about launches like this is that everybody who actually goes through that launch process, through the challenge, through the workshop series, through the whatever it is, they come out, whether they come into your program or not, having more respect for you and having learned something or done something for themselves, which even if they don't sign up, today for the for your program at this launch they still know that you helped them they still believe that they can work with you because they have seen the results so katie can you talk a little bit more about why that's the approach that we're taking in launching absolutely and what you said is 100 percent right like i can't even count the amount of times that i've had people come to me about a one-on-one coaching or a different program and it ended up not being a right fit at the at that time and you know it can sting when you feel like oh I didn't sign that client or they didn't join and that really stinks however so so many times people have come back around and said hey this program is for me I'm joining this like in a heartbeat and and usually when those happen the sales conversations are so easy because they already know you they've already been in your circle they've already had a conversation with you or learned from you and they're just like, okay, I'm in like barely any questions asked. I'm in. (laughs) And that feeling is so good. So it's not always about like, you know, converting every single person immediately. Cause that's just also not going to happen. Like it's impossible for that to happen, but having the warm up period where you're providing value and especially that pre-launch event, it allows you to communicate so much value to your audience that they're going to have a clear idea of either this coach is not for me and I really don't like their vibe and working with them. And in that case, they can kind of go on their own way. And uh, so can you, you know, or they'll say this coach is for me and I really like working for them. However, this specific program isn't the right fit at this time for whatever reason, but I'm going to stay in their network and I'm going to save up or or I'm going to get ready for it so I can join next time or they will be the perfect fit right then and there. And those, it's kind of like cold to warm to hot leads. Like you want to be building your audience and taking them from being a cold lead to a hot lead with warm in the middle. So the people who don't join or the people who are on the fence, they might be warm leads, but likely you can turn them into hot leads for next time. And the people who are hot leads leads are the ones who are going to join. The people who are cold leads are either not for you or they're just going to need a lot more time and attention to really build up their know, like, and trust factor with you to eventually be able to join. You don't want to be selling to cold leads. If you don't do the pre-launch warm-up, if you don't do the launch event, you likely could be stuck in a case where you're selling to a bunch of cold leads and they're just not ready to buy. They're not ready to buy. They don't know enough about you. They don't know about enough about your program. And that's really, really, really hard to sell the cold leads because you're trying to do a really quick process in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, so, so true. Many of the listeners here on the podcast are teachers. Uh, you know, they, they teach piano, they teach voice, they teach, you know, violin or guitar, you know, they teach an instrument. And what I'm finding is that because of who they are, a lot of them teach to children. Therefore, their audience on their launch is the parent, but the parent also has to get the buy-in from the kid. Have you thought any at all about how to involve the two generations, like the, the parents and the children in a launch to make it so that the kid's like, mom, I want to do this. 
Wow, that's an interesting question. (laughs) It is Um, a really good question. Yeah, I mean, I I actually haven't thought about that because obviously we're not launching to children, you know, but we like what's great about the program that we're going to be doing, which is out to launch is that we have, you know, personalized help for each person Mm -hmm. in there because it's a group coaching program. So if someone was doing that, we would totally work with them to create a strategy for them to figure out, you know, what would be the best way to get the kids involved during that launch uh, event, because you're right, having the getting the kids excited about it is absolutely going to get the parents like push them over the fence. Yeah. And I think it's a matter of knowing your audience. Like, let's say your audience is uh, 15 year olds or like high school age people. Well, where are they hanging out? They're hanging out on TikTok, right? So if you can be creating content for them on TikTok, and even though they don't have the buying power, they'll have the power to go to their mom, just like we did in uh, the, I'm a nineties kid. So just like in the nineties, we'd watch the cereal commercials and then we'd go to the grocery store and we'd say, mom, please buy me this cereal. I saw the guy on the Island and I just needed, and there's a rainbow and lucky charms. Like we're convincing <laughs> your mom, right? You're being the advocate. So where are your your ideal clients hanging out? Um, obviously, if they're kids, I think that's where it gets a little bit trickier because usually kids aren't making um, their own decisions as to even where I they're I will tell you, out. my daughter who is 12, she's always like, yeah, I saw this uh, on YouTube. Have you seen this product? It does mm, this. And, you know, yeah. YouTube, I think. YouTube too. Yeah, I yes. think that's good. So exactly that, like figuring out where are they hanging out. And so you can get the kids that way. Now we're not going to be like, you know, being sleazy, trying to like sell to the kids, but you want to create the experience there. You want to educate them, intrigue them. You want them to basically be at the point where they can go to their parent and say, Hey, can I join this thing? And then have like maybe an info session or a webinar or whatever it is for the parent to learn more and make that buying decision. So it does become a little bit more of like a both and process. I think when you have someone uh, who's the, the buyer and the, the person you're serving are two different people, but it still can definitely be done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think that that was, that was really insightful. And I am so blown away by the fact that you guys answered that on the fly without ever having had that question asked before. <laughs> I'm glad you asked it though, because I actually did have a couple clients in our last round of Out to Launch who, who were in that, like they teach kids. One of my clients teaches kids guitar. And so it was a question of like, well, how do we, how do we reach the parents and how do we make sure that the kids want to work with us? So it is something that like, that's why working with a coach really comes in handy when you're in that situation, because it requires uh, really looking at the strategy. And um, I have another client right now too, who's running a theater summer camp locally for like high schoolers. So we're like, all right, how do we strategize this? And it can be a little bit different. Like you need to make sure you're adapting it to your ideal client and your unique offer. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that is something that is so important with launching is that you're launching the right product to the right person at the right time. Um, That's something that I've heard plenty of times. And I know that that is a a paramount issue, you know, is that we, we think that we can just go ahead and launch our product and the right people will find it, which is not true. So uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. I mean, that's really what the the pre-launch is all about. Like for some people, like they, you know, people are at different like awareness levels of a problem that they have. So some people actually aren't aware that they even have the problem. For example, for our program, there may be people who 
like they've thought that they wanted to, you know, they want to make more money basically as mm-hmm. a musician and that they, but they haven't thought about like teaching or doing a program because they didn't think that they had the skills or they didn't think that they had the right knowledge or, you know, they just hadn't really even looked into that as a possibility. So our pre-launch content then would then like take them on a journey of like, you know, you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to have a certification, all that stuff and getting them to the point where they're like, oh, I could do this. Okay. Now, how do I do it? You know? And now, you know, then they would be like, oh, well maybe this program is the way that I can do it. And so Mm -hmm. there are people like that who don't, they're not even aware that like a possibility exists and then you make them aware. And then there are people that are searching and they're like, I really want to do this, but I don't know how. And so they're already a little bit down the path and then, you know, they can pick up on the content during the pre-launch at where the, the stage that they're at. So one thing we do talk about when we're putting out content during the pre-launch is you need to reach people at different levels of awareness. There are Mm -hmm. people that, like I said, are not aware at all that they want this and then you can help them become aware that, or that it would fit them. There are people that are aware that they want it, but they don't know how to fix the problem. And then there are people that like, they know ways of fixing the problem, but they're not sure which one is right for them. And that's really comes down to like, teaching methodology and coach personality and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. so for us, that's really what the pre-launch event is all about, allowing them to see whether we're the right fit for them to fix their problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes down to mindset too, because there's also some things that you, uh, you need to know about your audience if you're going to sell to them, but also you might need to help them work through before you sell. So like, for instance, in the music industry, you see a ton of people who are just like, I don't even know what a coach is. I would not work with a coach. I'm afraid of spending money. I'm going to be a broke musician forever. And these are things that do not serve us if we're trying to like make sales and we're trying to help people and get them to purchase this program, right? Like just going to call it as it is. Like you have to spend money to join a program, right? And learn this information. So if our ideal clients are stuck in like, I can't invest. I don't see the value of investing. I don't see the value of having a course. Like I'm going to be a broke musician forever. These are things that during the pre-launch period, we are responsible for talking about and helping our audience work through so that we're not having to do like all of that heavy work during the launch. Cause you don't want to be feeling like you're convincing someone to buy. You don't want to get to the launch and have it be like, no, 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 you guys, you, you have to join this. You really should join this. I promise it's going to help you. Like, let me just, just give me a chance and I'll show you. No, before you launch, you should be talking about like, here's why it's important to invest in yourself as a musician. Here's why, you know, the broke mindset or a starving artist is a lie and how you can overcome it. Those things should also be done before you start to launch, because otherwise you're going to be really stressed out and annoyed when nobody's buying. <laughs> Totally, totally. (laughs) Yeah, the pre-launch period is really about belief shifting because your audience a lot of times has certain beliefs that would keep them from buying and you just need to identify what those are and educate them on how to shift those beliefs without like outright saying your belief is wrong. (laughs) So, you know, that's where audience research really helps. And that's one thing that we teach in the very beginning of our program is to, you know, talk to your audience and understand like, what are their fears? What are their frustrations? What are the things that they truly desire? 
Yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it, that's such a great topic is, you know, is just is the audience themselves. And I know that there's probably people saying, I don't have the right people in my audience in order to launch. And I, that is an entirely other topic that I don't think we have time to get into. But do you have a quick one, two, uh, one from you, Katie, and one from you, Bree, of how to make sure that your audience is even right? Like, I mean, if you're like, if you want to launch this and, you know, just kind of do that quick litmus test to see if they're the right people, if they're there already. I think if your audience is engaging with you, that's going to be a pretty clear indication. Like if you're posting stuff out there, nobody's liking, commenting, no DMs, no answers to your polls or anything like that, then um, we want to make sure that we can get to a point where they are engaging and also that you're attracting the right people through the content. So inherently by showing up in the pre-launch period or even before that with content that serves your ideal client, you will be attracting your ideal client and uh, repelling people who aren't. Mm -hmm, so if mm -hmm. you're putting that content out there and nobody's engaging, well then, you know, maybe it's not a lot of your ideal client that's there. So let's go seek them out while also experimenting with how we can get your audience engaged and just talk to them. Like sometimes it's about being honest and showing up and being like, Hey, are you guys interested in this? Um, but you know, hopefully you would have market researched your audience in the first place to make sure that the offer you're putting out isn't something that like nobody wants, <laughs> but there, you know, there does often come a time where like, not everyone's going to be involved or interested in that specific offer and that's okay. Uh, but you just want to make sure that you can get them engaged. You can make sure you're meeting them where they're at and you can also be growing your audience in the appropriate ways to attract your ideal client. Love it. Yeah. And I think from my side, like back to the audience research is that you can really, you can ask them point blank. Like, what do you call yourself? Do you call yourself a, a musician, an entrepreneur? Because Katie and I had this conversation, like my audience would not really understand, they don't understand, but they wouldn't really identify with the, with the word coach, mm -hmm. right? They don't think of themselves that way. They think of themselves as musicians. And I've been trying to like, you know, convert them in their mind to like, I'm a music entrepreneur or a musician business owner, that kind of thing. But a lot of them, they don't even if you said, Hey, entrepreneurs, like they'd be like, Oh, that's not me, you know, or mm -hmm. Hey coaches. So you have to talk to them to be like, you know, would you identify with this phrasing? And I remember one time I was like doing my, um, I don't know, my like, elevator pitch or something. And I was like, I said something about like music business CEOs or like musician business, like becoming the CEO of your business. And mm -hmm. I was like, because to me, that totally resonates. And I asked my audience in my Facebook group, and they're like, oh, no, we would never think of ourselves as CEOs. Like, <laughs> because I'm, you know, I don't want, they think of that as like a big business or a corporate or, you know, to me, I don't think of, I think I can be a CEO as a solopreneur. But for them, that was like, oh, no, definitely not. So I was like, oh, wrong track there. You know, yeah. so you can really do some polling of your audience to find out if things are resonating, but that really starts with the audience research you do when you're speaking to people directly mm -hmm. to even see what kind of language they're using. Totally. I love that. Yes. I mean, I know for me, I generally say, hey, music teachers. That's the beginning of almost every single one of my reels because that's who 
I want to make sure sees it and hears it. And that's, I mean, and Instagram is definitely favoring that because every time I start it with that, I get a lot more plays than I do if I just start going straight into whatever it well, is that I'm talking about. You only get like a few seconds to like capture their attention, right? So right. that's right. Call out their identity right away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a lot about launching and pre-launch and stuff. I want to give you guys a couple of moments to share about Out to Launch because I think that there are a number of people in the Expand Online uh, community here who would be interested in learning more about your program. Yeah, so Out to Launch is a group coaching program that Brie and I run together that will basically take you from offer idea to executed launch uh, in the full swoop of the program with support from both me and Brie. So that's the overview of it. Now, if you want to get more information about like who we are, what we do, if this is a good fit, we have some free ways you can get involved. So we have a quiz which will help you determine what offer you should add to your business by, and you can take that by heading to katiezacardi.com slash quiz or profitablemusician.com slash quiz. So that'll help you determine should you do one-on-one coaching, group coaching, membership, course, any of those things. Uh, and Brie can talk more about that too. And we also have a free challenge that is the three-step process to launch your offer. So this is totally free. This is sort of like intro to me and Brie, you're going to get a ton of valuable information just from this free challenge alone. And on the free challenge, we'll also give you a little bit more information uh, and to out to launch. And you can decide then if it's a good fit for you and if you want to join. So you can sign up for that by heading to katiezacardi.com slash free challenge, or again, profitablemusician.com slash free challenge. I will yeah, definitely have that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited about the challenge. Um, the, just a little info about the quiz. It it's really going to help you figure out what the best offer is for you based upon, you know, your personality, like what you like to do, how you like to interact with people, your interests, your uh, audience size, your current goals and where you're at in business. So if you're somebody that's like teaching in person, or maybe you've taught in small groups, you've never moved online. This is going to be a way to help you figure out if you you know, which kind of thing you'd want to launch online. And then if you're already online doing stuff, then maybe you want to add another income stream. And this is a way you can figure out which might be the next step for you. And then of course the challenge, we're going to get to uh, interact in a Facebook group together. We're going to be going live every day for three days and doing some trainings and it's going to be really fun. So I hope you guys sign up. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I think that this is a great compliment to the work that I do with, you know, with my clients and that I, that I support and everything else, because I love the launch part, but that's not my secret sauce. That is not where I am going to spend all of my time. So I love (laughs) that we have two experts here who have a program that's going to take the program that you're creating and get it into the right, you know, to the right people through the right launch mechanism. Katie, Brie, thank you both so, so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, I will have links so people can connect with you on social media, as well as those links that you have shared um, in the show notes. And I just want to absolutely say thank you. Thank you. It's been so fun. Thank you for having us.